What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Sean T, CEO of Stone Cold Gentleman, the podcast and the website. Today is a special day for me. Aside from the fact that it's April 24th, it marks three years since I've had my heart attack. And what I want to do is kind of share a behind the scenes of how the mess happened. Um, I was coming from work. Well, prior to that, I had been, um, I was having chest pains, um, just from walking and riding up escalators. And it was weird because even though what I was doing at times was strenuous, it wasn't enough for me to lose my breath and all. So I guess I want to say about eight o'clock in the morning. I was leaving my job and what felt like a gas bubble was real big. And I was talking to an ex at the time and well, she wasn't my ex then, but, um, we was on the phone. I saw her experiencing the chest pains and I never forget it because I was in Dunkin' Donuts. So we're up there talking and I'm just like trying to get the bubble out nah, and it was still feel like it was bubbling up on my chest so i just left it alone and she kept telling me just to get your ass up and go to the hospital so honestly i tried to go to the hospital i ride or rode the train and i was en route to the hospital but decided to take a u-turn and decided to go home because again being stubborn at times I normally can be, I thought it was just a gas bubble. So fast forward about three, four, five hours later, the pain started getting increasing. And what was a bubble was, was a bubble that was not trying to leave my chest. So instead of what a normal person would do just get an ad called 911 I called Uber and lo and behold Uber got me to the hospital where I need to be within 20 minutes now mind you I never experienced a pain like that in my life so I'm up here waiting in a waiting room waiting to get serviced and I'm thinking I'm not going to get service right on time. This, my chest is hurting real bad. I ain't got no gunshot wound. So you already know most times when you, the only time you're going to get real service is when you got shot or something. So I'm up here just crouching over in pain. So when I finally did get a chance, I gave me information and all and just made it into the hospital. Checking pressure. Pressure was kind of high, but that's kind of a normal thing with me trying to maintain that. So, you know. I stayed there, and the funny thing about this was, I wasn't even thinking about my health. I was thinking about the red carpet premiere of the Avengers um, Infinity War, because I was I had tickets to go, and I was trying to go. So I'm thinking, okay, this gas thing is going to pass, and I had time to get up and go straight over to the premiere, and everything will be fine. Doctor gave me a rude awakening. The doctor tells me. You had a slight heart attack, but they couldn't find out where it came from. Now, I ask you, if you have a heart attack, wouldn't it, wouldn't it behoove you 
to automatically, in a sense, know where you got it from. I'm just asking because that was my first time having it. So, again, I'm just like a heart attack. How did I get a heart attack? So, I'm thinking beyond that. I have other things to think of. I have a landlady who's driving me batshit crazy, worrying about her money, and a movie premiere. Not even thinking about my health. I'm thinking this will be all fine. Let me get away. Get this over with and I'll be ready to get on the, get on the road to go see this premiere. No haps. No haps whatsoever. So, amidst from family and friends that um got in contact with me, even though I was being stubborn and getting these little couple of stints that are on my right artery because it come to find out I had a clogged artery on my right artery so which required two stents which required an operation or a procedure mind you this is my first time actually in my recorded history of having a procedure done so I'm thinking I'm going to get be under the knife get the anesthesia thing going I'm prepping myself to get ready, like kept practicing counting backwards to see how far I can go before I, my ass fall asleep. Do you know the moment they set me on that little table and stuff, and I'm up here practicing, they were all they already started the procedure and they done. I heard a phone ring, and I'm still wondering what's taking them so long to get me to put under. They come to find out they already did it. It wasn't even it wasn't even that serious in a sense because they did everything from the groin and just worked his way up so you know i missed the bullshit that happened afterwards and uh, i still maintain a healthy attitude and managed to get out of the hospital i i put this story out there just to say and it, and it all ties into what i'm going to talk about um i miss all the friends that i've have still have um, if it wasn't for that one particular person to press me to go to the hospital, even though I was stubborn enough to do not to do it at the time, who knows where I would be at this moment. So I put this out to say that, you know, we hear so much about, oh, we talk so much shit about what our ex has done and how they not shit or they did this to me or they took this and they took that. And I'm wondering to myself from all the negative aspects that we've heard or talked about of an ex, how many times do we say anything nice about an ex? Granted, they may have done some stupid shit or otherwise. No one can sit there and say that the exes have done this to you in the beginning. There was a reason why you fell in love with that ex. There's a reason why you've been with that ex. You shared good times. You shared the bad times. Gone through the good shit and the bad shit with that ex. There's always a reason why you've been with that person for so long. Because you can't sit here and say that the moment y'all met, 
that the moment y'all fucked or whatever, that shit went downhill and everything was bad. There was a quality in that person that made you feel like you was either a whole or even 50% whole. Either way, it was something about that ex that made you feel the way that you feel in the beginning. Now, I don't know what happened in between that time and all. Maybe the stars had crossed the wrong way or the communication was lost or you just didn't feel yourself at the time. But nobody can sit here and say that everybody that's been in the re- in a relationship in their relationship, even me, can sit there and say that there was plenty of bad from the moment you saw their face or the moment you heard their voice. Because if that was the case, then you would have steered clear, far clear away from it. So I don't want to say nothing bad about my exes or anybody because at one point, it takes two, and it takes two to do everything. Sometimes we like to play victim to the mess that has been created instead of taking some accountability for the things that went wrong within the relationship. Granny, you may have done everything right, and sometimes you doing everything right was probably what was wrong in the first place. And when I say everything right, it's like, Maybe at times they may have felt you was a goody goody two shoes or you were just too nice or you was just laid back and he's going didn't really want to do anything. And good nature as you may have been or such, it could have been a turn off. It could have been the other person thinking that you have no type of motivation that you don't want to do nothing or that you just lazy now i can admit in my past experiences there is times where i try my damnness to be that good person to do what is right to do what i can to provide and to help in the journey that me and my probably most of my exes have set forth but things didn't go out i may have done some i may have done some stuff and i can i can hold myself accountable for stuff that i had done maybe because i wasn't feeling something or that person wasn't feeling something it's like the level of human communication was low the level of communication was real low and it and it could be that we both have been talking and not verbally but sometimes on the physical and the mental note but our lines were crossed maybe what she or he is saying is not coming to what we are comprehending and when it comes to that when we're not in sync it sometimes become an issue because what used to be a perfect union mm-hmm. begins to crumble, dissolve. Not even thinking about what could be done. And 
exhausting the possibilities even before even trying to find out what the possibilities can be. Which leads in the term to the initial breakup or the arguments that ensued from it. And here's the crazy part about this. Like I said, and it goes back to what I'm saying. Once a breakup comes, there's always an opposite party that likes to shift blame. But then there's always another part of the situation where they don't see where they did anything wrong. And like I said, that can be a problem where you don't see your part in it. And sometimes when people think, what did I do wrong? And all that, they have to think it's something real bad. It's got to be real crass or crucial. Nah, it could be the simplest thing. Sometimes communication is what is needed. And I know it's, that's what I'm trying to work on. And I think whether we're going through a bad storm or just going through a good day, communication is needed regardless. You want to you want to be able to talk about what's going on with you to the person that you cared about without the feeling of being ridiculed, the feeling that you're going to get struck or you're going to get fussed at. And, you know, that's like I say, is one of the problems that we have in this relationship game. See, everybody wants it. I don't care if, if you say you don't want a relationship. Deep down, you want some type of relationship. Even, even if it's a relationship with yourself. And you don't understand yourself, you're going to be lost. Honestly, I just think that we just need to talk. Sometimes the closure between exes is not really a closure because you still have some unresolved issues that you have to talk about. Some things that you can't even explain because they were too hurtful or you were too ashamed. Now, we have people that are feel like they're inferior to another person because of their status, their what they can do um, compared to your status or what you can may not be able to do. And I know I've had that issue. Sometimes you feel like you're not good enough or sometimes you feel like you don't have that guap, enough guap to do what you think you should do with the relationship. Most people want to spoil their, spoil their mate. They want to, you know, do give them the world. And what if you try to give them the world, but all you can do is give them a block? Does that make you more or less of a person because you can only do but so small? Sometimes it's the smallest things that can mean a whole life. Everybody wants the world. But how many people can be happy with all with everything and all that? How many people can sit there and say, I've been through the bullshit. I've been through hurt. I've been through pain. But the biggest gift I can get, I can have, or I, I have acquired was somebody being there to hold my hand, give me that hug, let me know that everything is okay. 
How many people in y'all in that's been in relationships that are broken up and talk shit about your exes? Can y'all sit here and pinpoint a day when you did not receive that type of love at one point? See, we so busy trying to talk bad about our exes. Again, we do not talk about the good. What was your reason for being with that ex? What was the reason why you stayed there for so long? Maybe, granted, yeah, nobody wants to feel alone. But shit, you was alone before you got into the situation. What's the difference now? Why are people so afraid to grieve after a loss? But just want to quickly jump back into the game. We have to learn that each relationship, marriage or whatever, is a learning tool mm -hmm. within life. And how to, you know, get on to the next level. Granted, we shouldn't use our past experiences or our exes and all that as a, as an excuse to do better into the next one. If anything, we should be learning from our mistakes and remembering the good times, what made it to what you are today. A lot of people feel like their individuality is gone and it's your individuality that got you in the relationship in the first place. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. It's your individuality that got you with your ex in the first place. And I know y'all are all happy dubbing and all that, but what happened when either you or your person or your other person sacrificed their individuality so they can be more enmeshed with the other or you? Where what happened when you when you lost yourself? lost you in order to become them see to me it seems like when we jump into these relationship and forget how we got into the relationship we forget how the person was feeling about us that individuality that was your hook once we hooked and snagged it, and all uh, we get we get it together, then everything becomes all fine and dandy. But the moment you just sit down and say "fuck it," I want my I want all of me in her. What happened to your individuality? What happened to you? What happened to we live for each other, but instead it becomes we live for you. Now, granted, we have people that be like, you know, I want to do this. Even myself, I've done it. And at times I still do. I want to do as much as I can for that person. Forget me. When you forget, when you forget yourself, you forget your existence. You begin to realize that you don't exist anymore, but the other person exists. And you do so much that you begin to realize you don't know who you are. You done forgot who you were in the beginning and you probably figured that yourself 
is not worth putting together with the other person. Because somehow when you lose yourself into the other person or into into anything, instead of putting it together with that person, it just seems like you don't exist. You use your individuality to get the person. Now that you got the person, you just skipped it. Say, fuck it. My individuality is not worth that person getting to know. No, you did the work, but you did not maintain it. You enjoyed that person's part of you so much that you forgot about yourself. But guarantee your other, your ex, your, your mate has not forgotten, forgotten who you are. And maybe they just sitting back and just seeing what you're going to do with yourself. You ever thought that maybe had you kept being yourself, that maybe things would be a little bit different. Maybe you'll be a little bit internally stronger. Maybe your voice can be heard. And maybe, just maybe, your love will be stronger because you're more of yourself. You become in love with the person that they love about you. And the moment all that has slipped away and you give power, your power, let's go there. You give away your power of returning to that person. You don't exist. You become the sub that you're not supposed to be. And I say that for myself and I say that to everybody else. When do you get your individuality back? When do you get your power back? When do you realize that you can wake up in the morning and say, hey, I am me. I am somebody. I am the same person that you met a long time ago, and I'm still the same person. Because granted... You can get all the help you want in trying to obtain that. But at the end of the day, it is up to you to figure out how the fuck you're going to get yourself back. Because they can give you the tools. It's up to you to realize how to use it. It's up to you to get your own mojo back. Because only you know how to get yourself back together. Others can only go by what they've seen of you from the beginning. And that's probably why we have so many bitterness towards our exes or anyway. Not saying all exes deserve certain praise or talking to because there can be some shitty exes. But at the same time, there was still something about them that you liked. There is still some things about that ex that you liked. And I can understand if the bad probably overpowered the good. But regardless of how much power that bad has over the good, there was still some type of good. There was still some things about that person that made you smile. Even if it's for a quick millisecond. You probably had a quick smirk and next thing you know, bam, right back to a dark cloud. So for all those people that say, oh, my ex ain't shit. My ex can't do but a goddamn thing, but leave me the fuck alone. 
my ex is this bitch. My ex is a dog. My ex is a is a son of a bitch. Let me put it to you in a way that you can understand. They may be that person, but you fucked that person. You was with that person. Oh, you loved that person at one point. So don't sit here and make it seem like everything was so bad. All through. When at times it was a good it was some good things going on with that. You know. I know I have my tendencies. And I know you all have tendencies to be an asshole. To be non-committal committed or just be distant towards the ones that you loved or even once loved. But if you had the chance to make it up again, and even if it's not to get together, can you actually go back and say to that, say to that ex that even though we did some, we, and we're not even going to split down a you, we, did some fucked up shit. There are still some good times. That. I can say that we do have. I know you want. You don't want to. Go down memory lane. Or somebody had taught me. what When you start. Going down memory lane. With that I remember thing. It opens up. A lot of. Doors. That you may not want open. So sometimes with that whole. You talking to your ex. And. You just want to hear their side. Then you get to that remember part. Nah, sometimes you may have to stop that track. Because maybe you don't want to remember. Because sometimes that memory can be overshadowed with the bad shit. So you can just have to cut it off at the knees with that. But all in all, I'm just saying. That most of our exes can be some shit. But most of them can be good. But we also have to remember that each and every one of us had a good time with them. So don't always feel like 95% of the time that they were shit or whatever. There were some good times. Like I could say about the one that just saved technically let me know that I had to go to the hospital. If it wasn't for the part that I had to listen, who knows what I've been. You know, there's always some type of good in your past. It's just a matter of whether or not you want to recognize that as well as recognize the bad part. I know this may not be much for some people and some people may not give a fuck about it, but hey, that's my opinion on the whole situation. This is Sean T. CEO of Stone Cold Gentleman the podcast and website everybody you know just come out and support us our website is www.thestonecoldgentleman.com it'll open up the website and you can catch all of our podcast episodes and if you want to stay in tune to what's going on sign put down your email and your name And just hit that subscribe button. With that, you're giving us permission to update you on all episodes that are coming. We have blogs. We're working on our YouTube station. And we are also simulcast on. Well, not simulcast. We also have 
Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, and we're looking at more stations, streaming channels to put our material on. Again, we have a lot of followers, but few people are listening. And I can sit here and admit that we are not where we want to be, but we are glad to be doing what we're doing right now. See, a lot of people can jump up and quit and say, fuck it, I can't do no more. But we can't. I feel like if we can get at least one or two people that actually listen and follow, then we're on the right track. We're only close to a year old in a couple months or so. But this train is still going to keep on going. Whether you're there or not. We're going to keep on stressing. We're going to keep on moving to get the people that we need. We're going to keep on going, getting the listeners that we need. We want you to give us your feedback. Tell us what you want us to hear or want us to talk about. Who knows, you may be able to get a guest spot on there. But this is Sean T. I want to send a special shout out to all my Stone Cold gentlemen and a Stone Cold lady. Uh, seven. Seven Mirrors. Harrison. Yeah, is the name. Andre King Leo Latson. Roland Faison. Larry Reed. Our DJ Kevin Rucker from Philly, who also has a podcast on Podomatic called The Cherry Room. Where he has all his mixes on there. And he's always making something new each and every day. So please support our DJ. Because he's doing the damn thing. He's been doing the damn thing longer than us. He has some good mixes for all your souls out there. And I can't forget our our female Stone Cold lady, Rhonda Stacks. A.K.A. Stacks. We're also looking for, who knows, another female to fill the, fill the void. So, you know, come check us out. Check out www.thestonecoldgentleman.com. Make sure you hear us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or even on a, on the podcast or the website. We also have a community page and we have a Instagram. So we're definitely going to do it for y'all this year and next year. But until then i like to say thank you all who listen to this and try to probably get an understanding of what we're talking about. Until then, peace out.